We're starting today in the Gemara towards the bottom of the Zion Amid Beis, where it says, about eight lines from the bottom, where it says, Sha'in, the first word on the line. A sukkah that's made in the shape of a kivshon. So Rashi says that this is a round sukkah, like a, some kind of an oven that was made uh, in the ground, and it's made in the shape of a round sukkah. So before in the Gemara we said, Achedim's opinion was that you can't make a round sukkah. It has to be square the way a house is built. But Rabbi Yechenin disagrees with uh, Achedim, or he doesn't paskin like Achedim, and therefore he says that you can make a round sukkah. But now what Rabbi Yechenin is going to discuss is, how large does this round sukkah have to be? Im yesh keifo, if you have in the circumference of this round sukkah. Kidei leishiv bochov dalad b'nei adam, enough space for 24 people to sit along the wall of this sukkah, all around, on the inside, that's the way the Gemara understands this right now, that the 24 people are going to be sitting along the wall, inside this round sukkah. So then, kshayda, that's large enough for the sukkah to be kosher. Vim lav, however, if there's no space for 24 people to fit inside this sukkah, psula then it's possible. So the Gemara is trying to figure out now, and this is the whole discussion and the continuation on the next plot, why do you have to have such a large sukkah? Keman, according to who is Rabbi Yechelen saying this? 24 people have to be able to fit in, into the, really even more than 24 people, we're talking about 24 people fitting in just along the wall inside this sukkah. More people can fit inside, but that many people have to be able to fit inside a sukkah for it to be kosher. So, Kerebi, is this according to Rebbe's opinion? The Omar, So, Rebbe is the one that had the largest shear for a sukkah. There was the opinion that it has to be Reishavirubai, then Reishavirubai Vishulchanai, which is seven tvachim by seven tvachim. Rebbe says that a sukkah has to be four amas by four amas, like the size of a minimum house that Yechayim and Mezuzah. So is this following Rabbi's opinion? Four Amas by four Amas? But the Gemara is going to point out it's still going to be much larger than what Rabbi said. Actually double the size. Let's see. So the Gemara Mechti, let's see. So we're measuring this by the space of the number of people that have to fit along the wall inside the sukkah. So Gavre, each one of these people that are sitting here, how much space does he take up? Ba'amsi Yosef. Each person takes up one Amma. That's the amount of space you need for a person to sit in one arm. So what does that mean? So if he's saying, if Rabbi Yechelen is saying that it has to be a circumference where 24 people can sit along the wall, in other words, the circumference of the sukkah is 24 amas. Okay. So now, We have a rule regarding a circle, that if this, whatever the circumference of a circle is, the diameter is going to be a third of that. So if the circumference is three tvachim, or three amis, where the Gemara gives the example of tvachim, if the circumference is three tvachim, so going across the diameter from one side to the other side in the width of this circle is going to be one tefach. In other words, the circumference is three times as much as the width that's inside the circle. So over here, what's the size that Rebbe requires for a sukkah? Four by four tvachim. So if it's four by four tvachim, that's the diameter of this circle. So what's the circumference of the circle? Three times as much. What's three times as much as four of four amas? 
Zok the Gemara, B'treiser Sagi, it should be enough to have a, a circle that the circumference is 12 Amis. In other words, 12 people could fit inside sitting along the wall of this sukkah. So why did Rabbi Yechenin say double? There has to be a circumference where 24 people are fitting along the wall of the sukkah inside. That's the question here. So the Gemara answers and explains as follows. When is this rule that we just mentioned true? That when you have a circumference of a circle, it's three times as much as the diameter in the circle. Biigula, that's regarding the circle. Abobiribua, but when it's the circumference of a square, so how much more is the four sides of a square comparing to the diameter going across one side to the other side? So that's pretty simple. So over here, you have to have more. How much more is it? The Gemara explains right now. Let's see. How much is a square? More than a circle. It's a quarter more. Because when it comes to a square, it's very simple to understand. Whatever the width going across the center of the circle, of sorry, of the square would be, so then all four sides would be four times as much. So the four sides of a square is four times as much. And in a case of a circle, the diameter is a third less than what's going around. So it's three times as much by a circle. That means that in a square, it's a quarter more in the length of space of all four sides of the square, more than the length of the circumference of a circle. Okay, so if that's the case, so the question will still remain, why? Because if so, it should be enough to have the square to be the size of 16 Ames in the full square, in the circumference of the full square. Again, going back to what Rebbe said. So Rebbe said that the sukkah has to be 4 Ames by 4 Ames. So the width inside the square going from one side to the other is 4 Ames. So then the square is going to be 4 times as much, 16 Ames. That should be the size of the square not 24 ounces. So the question still remains, how we get to that high number? So the Gemara says, no, there's another detail here. When is all of this true? The point that we're saying here, that a square is going to be a quarter more than the circle. If we're talking about a circle that's inside the square, like you have here in the picture, in this Gemara, that the square it's on the outside, the circle is on the inside. So that square on the outside has a length of a quarter longer going around all four sides more than the circle. However, if you have a circle that is going to be outside the square, so in other words, again, the square is on the inside, inside, and the square is on the outside. So here, the size of this circle surrounding the square is much more because of the corners of the square that protrude in order for the circle to go all the way around this square. So over here, you can have to have a much bigger size of a circle as the Gemara you see here in the picture, in the side of the Gemara. So what we're talking about over here, what Rabbi Yechenem was saying is, Rabbi's requirement for the size of the sukkah to be four by four is in a square. And Rabbi Yechenon was giving the measurement for the circle that has to go around outside that square, not inside that square, because you have to go around and include also the corners. So if you have to go around and include the corners of the square, so that circle is going to have to be larger. 
how much larger is it going to have to be? In order to be able to include those corners inside as well, how, how far are these corners that, uh, that we'll have to measure for the circle to be larger? So the Gemara now will, will explain, and we'll still end up with a problem. It does not fit with what Rabbi Yechanan said, that it has to be so large that it's 24 amas in the circumference of this circle. So let's see. Mechti, so here's the rule. Kol amsa biribua, every ama, so if you look at the length of the ama in the square, so if the length of whatever, so let's take, uh, so we're talking here about an ama. Okay, amsa biribua means you have a square ama. Amsa v'terei belaksaina. If you're going to measure diagonally from one corner to another corner, you have to add two-fifths to that ama. Again, a, a, a square ama, diagonally measuring from one corner to another, well, you'll have to add another two-fifths. That's the rule. So the Gemara is, of course, saying this because it's trying to figure out how are we going to include the corners in this circle. So you want to measure from one corner to the other corner diagonally to see what's that distance, the furthest way to measure it from diagonally, and then to be able to get the circle around. So if so, Zakta Gemara, Bishitsa Naki Chumshesagia, to get the circle to go around this square, that's four by four Amis, it should be enough to have a circle that's, that, the, that the circumference of the circle is 17 Amis minus a fifth. Why is that? So the explanation here is very simple. So again, we're talking about a square that's four by four Amis. Okay, so four by four Amis. If you add to that, if now, if you look at the diagonal measurement from one corner to another corner of this square, so for every ama you're adding two-fifths. If you add two-fifths for every ama, so for four amas, you're going to end up with five amas and three-fifths of an ama. That's the, the cheshmer that it comes out. So if so, five amas and three-fifths of an ama is the diagonal space of the square inside. Now you want to have the circumference of the circle to surround that. What's the rule with the circumference of the circle going around the space that's inside? In order to be able to make the full circle around, it always has to be three times as much. So how much is three times five and three-fifths? So Rashi here says, make the cheshman as follows. Break it up like this. So if it would only be five, five times three is 15. So you have to have a circle going around 15. And then when you have the uh, three-fifths, what's three-fifths times three? Three-fifths times three is just under two amas. It's going to be a fifth less of two amas. So that's what gets you to this shear that the Gemara here says, 17 minus a fifth, or another way to say, 16 and four-fifths. That's the size of the circumference of the circle to be able to include even the protrusion of the squares by measuring it diagonally and seeing what that measure is. And then multiplying that by three for the circumference of the circle, that's, that's what you come to, 17 minus a fifth. So if so, the question still remains, why did Rabbi Yechanan say that this circle has to be 24 amas? So the Gemara says, Loidok. Rabbi Yechanan was not metaic, he wasn't precise about the measurement that he said. How could you say this, that he wasn't precise? When do I say such a thing that he wasn't precise? Porta. If the difference of what he's saying and what the actual measure is, is a little bit. But if it's so much, going from 16 and 4 fifths to 24 amas, that's a huge jump. Would we ever say that he wasn't precise to this degree? So the Gemara now tries another way of approaching this. 
So let's say the whole premise that we said before was incorrect. And therefore, let's, let's look at it as follows. Me, Sovereigns, do you think, Gavre, Ba'amsa Yosef, that each person that sits takes up one Amma? And therefore, when he said that you have to have 24 people sitting inside this square, that means that you have a circumference of 24 Amas? No, rather we can say, Tlosa Gavri, Betate Yosef. Three people sit in two Amas. So therefore, that's the case. If you have 24 people sitting around inside this circle, that's going to mean that the circle is only 16 Amas. And so the circumference is only 16 Amas. So So now what is this uh, circle? Circumference of the circle is 16 Amas. But the we came to before, that for this circle, to surround an area of 4 by 4 Amas, to include the protrusion of the corners, you have to have a circle that's 16 plus 4 fifths. Not 16, so how did say only 16? So on this, the Gemara says, so Leidok, here we can say Leidok, that he wasn't precise in the measure. And here he's just off by four fifths. So seemingly over here we could use this answer that he wasn't so precise. But the Gemara doesn't accept this answer either. Why? When do we say Leidok, that you're not precise with the Shia Luchumra? If you're not precise and you're adding a little bit more, for example, over here, from Yechenu would say 17 Amas. So he's adding more than the Shir. But Lakula Miyamrinon, would Rabbi Yechenu not be precise and say that the Sukkah is kosher, even if it's only 16 Amas in the circumference, even though you need more than that? How would Rabbi Yechenu not be Medayik and be Mekel and say that it's kosher for less? So the Miyamrinon Loidok, do we say in such a case that he wasn't precise? So therefore, the Gemara goes back to the previous premise that we had, that every person that sits is one Amma. So really, we have to go back to what we said before. A person sits, takes up one whole Amma. So how does this fit with what we said before? wasn't counting the space of the people that, that were sitting. In other words, until now, we were thinking that Rabbi Yechanan was saying that the circle has to be so large that you have 24 people sitting along the wall of this circle on the inside. So therefore, according to what we said before, that would come out to be 8 by 8 Amas. Because if it's 24 in the circumference, that's 3 times 8. And that's always the rule. If you want to fit in, whatever you want to fit in inside, in the width, the diameter, so the circumference is three times as much. So Rabbi Yechanan's cheshben of 24 in the circumference means that you have inside 8 by 8 amas. That was our problem. So why do you need so much? You really need only half of that, which is 4 by 4 amas. That was the Gemara's original question. So now the Gemara is saying, no, 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 no. Rabbi Yechanan is saying that the people that have to be sitting along the wall of this sukkah, this round sukkah, are sitting on the outside. So you have to deduct two Amis of space from these people, then instead of, well, you have a circle going around, and you have the people sitting on the inside, and now instead we're saying, no, they sit on the outside, so each person takes up an Amma, and these people are surrounding the entire area, so if you're putting them on the outside, so you have to deduct an Amma of each side of the people that were sitting around. So therefore, instead of it being eight by eight Amis on the inside, so now you have to deduct from that two Amis. So therefore... So what is it going to come out that now the measurement that Rabbi Yechanan is saying is going to be 18 Amas. 
fractal gemara. So that that's the measurement that it comes out of here according to the Rav Yechanan. That if it's going to be inside, if since we're deducting two amis from the people that are sitting inside, so now it's only going to be six by six on the inside instead of being eight by eight. So if it's only six by six on the inside, so what's three times six? Eighteen. So therefore, that's the circumference of 18 Amis that Rabbi Yechelen said. So we're not, in the beginning we said Rabbi Yechelen meant to say 24 Amis, that's very big. But now we're saying because the people are outside, so inside you only have 6 Amis, so the circumference is 16 Amis, 3 times 8. 3 times 6 that is. So Rabbi Yechelen is saying that the circumference has to be 18 Amis, but the ships in Nakichum Shesagyeh. But still, as we said before, in order to get four by four amas inside, even to include the protrusion of the corners, it's enough to have a circumference of a circle to be 16 and four-fifths of, of ama, not 18 amas. So again, the Gemara's question is, And for the Gemara, Regarding this, we could say that Abyechenen wasn't precise. It's not such a big difference from 16 and four-fifths. To 18, and also, we pointed out before, you only say that he wasn't precise if he's being machmemor, and Rabbi Yechen is being machmemor, saying that the size should be 18 and not 16 and 4 fifths. So that's the conclusion of the Gemara in the Cheshman of what Rabbi Yechen said. The Ritva points out a simple question, why would the Gemara not say, or why would Rabbi Yechen not say, that the Cheshman is 17? If he doesn't want to say 16 and 4 fifths, because he doesn't want to use fractions, he wants to use whole numbers, so the next number to go to would be 17. Why would he go to 18? So the Ritva answers, because only if you go to 18, so then not only is the circumference a whole number, but also the size of the inside space is also a whole number, 6 by 6 Amis. Whereas if you take the circumference of 17, the inside is going to come out... Five and change, five and a fraction. So he wanted to give a number where both the circumference and the space inside are full numbers, six, and then three times that amount, which is 18. So that's, that's why he wasn't uh, precise about this. He wanted to use a number with no fractions. The Gemara now tries another approach. Rabbanan de Kesri, the Rabbanan of the city Kesri, the Omri Allah, Dayani de Kesri, others say the Dayanan, the judges of Kesri, Omri, they said as follows. Igula de Nafik Migayriva, when you have a, a, a circle that's inside a square, so Riva, uh, uh, so that is going to be a quarter, so the difference between, as we said this before already, this is not the Chiddush of the Rabban and the Kaisi, this is the first rule we said before in the first picture of the page, when you have the square on the outside and the circle on the inside, so that square is a Riva, it's a quarter longer in the full circumference of the square is a quarter longer than the circle. That's simple. Okay, but now the Rabbana the Kesri, their Chiddush is as follows. If the case is in the other picture, the second picture that we had before, where the square is on the inside and the circle is on the outside, so then Palka, then the size of the circle that's around this square, you have to take half of the size of the square on the inside, and you have to add that to the circle that's around it. So let's apply that to the case that we're talking about over here. So we have, according to Rebbe, we're going back to the premise of Rebbe's opinion that the sukkah has to be four by four amas. So how much is the full circumference of the square of four by four amas? Sixteen amas. 
Okay, so now if you want to have the circle that's surrounding this square outside and, and including the protrusions, how much do you have to add to that circle to be able to go around and include even the protrusions of this uh, square? You have to take half of the size of the square, which was 16, so that's 8 amas, and add it to the circle. So instead of it being 16, it'll be, add 8, it'll be 24. That's how you get to the size of Rav Yechenin, that the circle to include the protrusions of the square has to be 24 amas. That's the way they interpreted this. But the Gemara says, and this, the This can't be true, because the Hakachazinon, we see the Kulahai, that the circumference of a circle is not that much bigger than these, the amount of a square, of all sides of a square. So this Cheshben can't be true. And in fact, the Rishayin Emir Taisvis over here says that Rabbana the Kaisi never meant to say this. That when they were talking about the square that's inside the circle, they weren't talking about the circumference of the circle in contrast to the circumference of the square inside. What they were talking about is the actual space that's inside the square and the actual space that's inside the circle. That's something else. And over there they said you have to add half of the space of the square to the circle, and that's the amount of space you have. So it's really, they really, so when the Gemara says, Velayhi, the Gemara is really saying, we misunderstood what Rabbana the Kaysri were talking about. They weren't talking about the circumference, which is relevant to our sugya, what Rabbi Yechenin was saying, that people are sitting around inside, but they were talking about the space. And therefore, it doesn't answer Rabbi Yechenin. And we go back to the answer that we said before, that Rabbi Yechenin meant to say that the people are not sitting on the inside of this circle, but they're sitting on the outside of the circle. So therefore, you only have a circumference of 16 amas, of 18 amas, sorry, of 18 amas, that is, and not 24 amas. The Gemara goes back now to the halachas of the sukkah. Omar Ablevi, Mishum Rab Meir, Shtei Sukkah Shal Yitzrim. We have two sukkahs of craftsmen that are making pottery, and the way it was then, they had these two huts. The inside hut is where he sat and did his work, and that's where he sort of lived to some extent, spent more time on the inside, and he leaves his pots there. And then on the outside hut is where he would uh, have customers coming, and he would uh, show them the things that he has. But the main place where he kept his stuff is on the inside hut. So now these two sukkahs of these craftsmen, one inside the other, the inside hut, you can't sit there to the yaitz of the mitzvah of sukkah. So of course we're talking here about a hut that has the proper schach on top of it, it's not made with a roof. So, but even though it has schach in it, you can't be yaitz of the mitzvah of sukkah here. Why not? So Rashi explains, the next mission we're going to learn on Daf Tess, you have the shit of Basilil that says that a sukkah does not have to be built l'shem mitzvah sukkah. If you have a hut that was made with the proper schach, you can be yaitz of the mitzvah of sukkah. Basil says this for a sukkah yeshana, a sukkah that's not built now for the yonta, for the mitzvah of sukkah this year, you yaitz of the mitzvah of sukkah. So what would be the problem with this inside hut, which is made just to sit there and make pottery, if it does not have to be made for the mitzvah of sukkah? So Rashi explains, the issue is because it's not at all noticeable that he's sitting there for the mitzvah of sukkah. Since that's the place where he sits all the time and he leaves his pot there, so therefore if he's going to continue sitting there and be yaitz of the mitzvah of sukkah there, it's bechlal not noticeable that this is the mitzvah of sukkah, that it's for, for the sukkah of sukkahs. True, it doesn't have to be l'shem sukkah, but he has to be there in a way that it should be clear that he's there for the mitzvah of sukkah. So therefore on the inside sukkah, that's, that, that can't be done. So therefore, ain't a sukkah. You can't be yaitz of the mitzvah of sukkah over there. Ve'echayev is the mezuzah. And therefore, that place where the person is there permanently, he does his work there, he keeps his stuff there, over there is going to be chayev mezuzah. 
it's a dira, it's a place where the person lives there. Now when it comes to the outside heart, here it's in the reverse. Sukkah, it could be used as a sukkah. Since the person doesn't live there permanently, he just has customers coming there. So if now he sits there and yaitzit and eats there and so on, and he lives there for the mitzvah of sukkah, so it's noticeable that he's doing it for the mitzvah. But at the same time, it'll be pata from mezuzah because this is only a temporary place that he passes through and people come there, but he doesn't live there, so therefore it's pata from mezuzah. But the Gemara asks on this regarding mezuzah, ve'amai, why is the outside hot pot from mezuzah? Tehebi, chitzoyne, kebeis, shara, pnimis. Why isn't the outside hot considered to be like an entrance room that brings you into the inside and you should be chayiv in mezuzah? And why? Because apparently what the Gemara is saying is even for a room which just serves as an entrance to another room where's your main dira, you chayiv mezuzah for that. So the Rishayim all asked the question, well, there's a Befeidah Shagamara in Menachis that in such a kind of case, he actually not chayv mezuzah. So Rashi, Teisvis, and many Rishayim say, the Gemara's question is, that in such a case, you chayv mezuzah mit So why is it saying that you're totally potter, you should be chayv in a mezuzah at least mit Rabbanon? Mit mezuzah. So the Gemara answer is no. In such a case, Rabbanon will not mechayv mezuzah, mishom deloi kviyah. Because the truth is, that really both of these huts, the inside hut is not his real house that he lives there permanently. He spends a lot of time there. It can be considered to be a dira. He's there, he works there, and he keeps his pots there. But it's not his real kvis. And therefore the outside hut, which is an entrance into this place, that's not a real kvis, is not going to be chayv mezuzah, not even mid Rabbanon. This is a Rosh Tevis for different kinds of sukkahs. They're all going to be usable for a sukkah. And the premise of everything we're going to learn here in the Gemara is the point that we said before, that the sukkah does not have to be built l'shem mitzvah sukkah. So what is the sukkahs of Ganvech? Sukkahs Goyim, the hut that Goyim built in the summers out, outside to sit there. Sukkahs Noshim, the same thing, women that build huts to sit in it outside in the summer. Sukkahs Behema, a sukkah that's built for animals to be there outside. Sukkahs Kutim, the sukkah of Kutim which uh, the Kutim are, there's a machlekes in the Gemara, whether their Gatus was accepted or not. In this b'raisa, as Teisus here says, we're going according to the opinion that their Gatus was not accepted, as we'll see soon from the Gemara. Sukkah. All of this could be used as a Sukkah, because the Sukkah does not have to be built. L'shem mitzvah Sukkah, and therefore it's okay. Sorry, let's, let's do this again, because the, the word Sukkah here is actually connected to what the Gemara says afterwards. The Gemara gives another example. It doesn't spell out, but it says, Sukkah mikal makoin kshede. Any kind of Sukkah will be kosher. The Gemara will soon say what Sukkah mikal makoin is coming to add. And the only rule is that it has to have the proper schach kehilchosa. My kehilchosa. What does this mean that all of these Sukkahs have to have the proper schach kehilchosa? Amar Avchiste, explains, that the schach that was placed on the sukkah has to be placed for the purpose of creating shade. So as Rashi here explains, for the very name sukkah, it has to be placed for shade. If you're putting the schach there, you're building the walls, and you're placing the schach, not for the purpose of shade. You don't need any shade, it's not an area that needs shade, you don't need, it's no shade. But you're just doing it for privacy purposes. That's not, it doesn't have the name sukkah. The name sukkah comes from schach, which is made for shade, like when the Yidin wore in the midbar. When the Yidin wore in the midbar, the Anani Yaakov, it served the purpose of shade. So therefore, when you make the sukkah, the very identity of the sukkah is the fact that it serves for shade. So therefore, kehilchasa means that it's being made for shade. 
doesn't have to be made l'shem mitzvah sukkah, but has to be made for the purpose of shem. That's when it's going to be kosher. That's Rashi's pshat in the Gemara. There are other Rishayim that have other pshatim of what uh, this means, she'asal itzel, but this is Rashi's pshat. So the Gemara v'ayta, so now when it says sukkah, nikol makoyim, that any kind of sukkah, not only these four examples of gandvach, but any kind of sukkah will be good, lasuyemai, what is that adding? Lasuye, this comes to add other examples, sukkah's rakpish, other examples which are in the Rosh Tevis of Rakpesh, which the Gemara brings right now from Abraisa. The Torah Rabbana will learn Abraisa, Sukkis Rakpesh. These Sukkis of Rakpesh, what are they? Sukkas Royim. The Sukkis that shepherds build while they're out with their animals. Sukkis Kayotzim. The Sukkis that people that are out in the field and they have figs that are drying there and they build Sukkis to be inside. Sukkas Burgonin. The Sukkis of Burgonin. These are people that are Shemrim. Guards of the city, and they have this little hut that they sit in. Sukkah Shemrit Peris, the Sukkahs, the huts of the people that are watching fruits of a field. They're all going to be kosher. And then this Braisa as well adds, Sukkah Mikol Makoim Kshedah, any kind of Sukkah will be kosher. As long as it has the Sukkah Kil Okay, so the Gemara is going to go through the same discussion like it had before, but this is the case. Sukkah Rakbash, when it said in the previous Braisa, Sukkah Mikol Makoim, it was coming to add these kinds of sukkahs as well. But now the Gemara goes through it again and says, Ma'ay kolchasa, what does it mean that it has to have the schach kolchasa? Amir avchista v'hu sha'asa l'tzeil. That the schach of the sukkah was put on it for the purpose of shade, even if it's not for the purpose of the mitzvah, but it's placed there for the purpose of the shade. Now in this b'rais, we ask the same question, sukkah mikolmokayim la'asuyamai, when it says here that any kind of sukkah is acceptable, what is this coming to add? La suye, sukkah's ganvach. It's coming to add the sukkah of ganvach, which was mentioned in the previous b'raisa, that all those kinds of sukkahs are going to be kosher as well. So now the Gemara explains. So in each b'raisa, it mentions four sukkahs explicitly, and then it says, sukkah mikol makkah, that any other kind of sukkah will be kosher as well. And each b'raisa is the reverse of what it says in the other b'raisa. So the Gemara now explains. Hi, Tana de ganvach. The first b'raise, where he spells out the four sukkahs of ganvach, that will be kosher, alimele ganvach, to him, those sukkahs of ganvach are stronger, in a stronger position to be accepted as a kosher sukkah. Why? Mishum dekvi. Because these are sukkahs that are built in one place, and they have a certain permanence, that they remain there in that place that it's built. Whereas the sukkahs of rakbish are not, do not have that kind of a kvis. As Rashi here says, the sukkahs of Rakvish are moved around from one place to another, and therefore, that's a big chiddish that it should be accepted as a sukkah. The katana, the kalmakim, la suya, Rakvish, the Gemara says, the loy kvi, because they are not, they don't remain in one place. Like Rashi explains, the shepherd, he goes from one location, another location, and the same thing also with the kayotzim, they're leaving things to dry in the field, it's a big field, they're going from one place to another, so therefore, those kinds of sukkahs are not permanent in one place. So therefore, I would think that those sukkahs are not accepted. So therefore, that's a bigger chiddush. And he uses the expression, sukkah mikol makam, that even those kinds of sukkahs are also kosher. And the reverse, the Gemara says, the second b'raise, he spells out that the sukkahs of rakpish are kosher. Alimule rakpish, he spells out these, that they are kosher. So him, they are in a stronger position to be kosher. The b'nei chiyuvi Because these sukkahs were built by people, by Yidin, that are b'nei chiyuvi for the mitzvah of sukkah. So there'd be a svara to say that the sukkah has to be built, even if not l'shem mitzvah sukkah, but it has to be built by a yid, it's chayiv in a mitzvah. And then, the tanah mekal 
The Tana Adam comes and says a bigger chiddush. Sukkim mikol makim asuya ganvech. The Adam sukkis ganvech. The lav b'nei chiyuveninu. All these four examples of ganvech, goyim, noshim, and uh, the bases behema and sukkis kutim the chaf. As I mentioned from here, you see in the Gemara that the kutim or the gerim that are gerim is not accepted. They're called geri aroyis. The lav b'nei chiyuveninu. And nevertheless, the sukkah is going to be kosher even if it's built by a guy. This is Allah Chalamaisa, that a sukkah does not have to be built by a bar chiyuvah as long as it's being done. The shame sale, the sukkah is a kosher sukkah.